WCLS in Whatcom County presents Library Stories, a podcast to open your eyes to all the ways your local public libraries matter. Join us as we reveal the power of sharing at the library. I'm your host, Neil McKay, Online Experience Coordinator for the Whatcom County Library System, and today... I'm here once again with my boss, Mary Vermillion. Hi, Neil. Good to see you again. It's always good to see you. Yes, absolutely. It's nice to do these things in person after yeah. a year, a year and a half of working remotely from home. Yes, right. And uh, Neil goes out and covers the county, and then he comes here to our administrative services office on Northwest Drive, close to the soccer fields, mm-hmm. and we sit down and have a little chat and find out what he's brought back for the podcast. Yeah, it's always a surprise to Mary and sometimes a surprise to me. (laughs) It's the best. This time I'm bringing back two interviews, Mm -hmm. um, one by me and one by someone else. Oh, a twist. That's exciting, Mm -hmm. yeah. So if you remember our first introductory episode. Uh, One of my favorites, yeah. It was a highlight. It It was just a fun time, but we only showed previews, only little teasers of some of the interviews that we had done. That's right. And one of those interviews was Katrina Caraba from Deming Library. Is this the Deming Duckling Dilemma? Deming Duckling Mystery, I think is what we called it. All right, cool. I've been waiting to hear the rest of that interview. Yeah. So if you haven't heard that, go back and listen to the first Mm -hmm. podcast Mm -hmm. and then come back and you'll hear the story of how, um, well, I don't know how much I should reveal. Oh, I think you have to keep them guessing. I better keep them not. waiting for more. That's I better right. not say anything other yeah. than there are ducklings involved. It just goes to show you the unusual and unexpected things that happen at our branches out in the county. So yeah. And yeah. the ability of our staff to rise mm-hmm. to any occasion, mm-hmm. anything that happens, if you need something, if you don't know what to do, Go to the library. Yeah, absolutely. They will find the answer for you and track it down. And not only because they're resourceful librarians and library staff who know, you know, how to take advantage of resources and get to the bottom of something, but they also have tremendous connections in the community. Yes, they do. Yeah. So that really... And great problem solving skills. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and you'll find out about that. Mm -hmm. And you'll also get a little tour of the... Deming Library and the Deming uh, Library grounds. Do you go out to the garden, the learning library? The library Le- Learning Garden. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just, that is such a sweet little spot. And this is the time to go. I actually mm. just went out last week and the blueberries mm. are are just bountiful. Yeah. And patrons and visitors can come to the library garden, library learning garden, yeah. and... Um, help themselves to some of the the offerings there, the, the blueberries especially. Yeah, the offerings, <laughs> books and blueberries. Well, there's, you know? yeah. there's there's more things growing in the in the garden and mm. volunteers tend to them. Mm-hmm. And not only that, you can experience the Willow Dome. Oh, yeah. That's a cool little spot to curl up with a book, right? It is nice. And, yeah. and I actually went into it. It's a little wild right now mm-hmm. because it's growing like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um and you'll find out exactly what a willow dome is in the yeah. interview. But I did manage to go inside and sit down and take a couple of pictures from inside, oh, which neat. I'll post up on our, our website, wcls.org slash podcast. Yeah, you know, those show notes, that's uh, one of my favorite parts of the podcast because oh, you put all kinds of great little resources in there. So now we can see the willow dome. You'll be able to see mm-hmm. the willow dome, some Maybe, blueberries. Yeah. Did you pick some blueberries? 
I did pick a few. Yeah. There was someone there who had a little bucket and mm-hmm. she was she was harvesting yeah. some for herself. Um yeah. but I didn't I didn't spend as much time as I wanted to just picking blueberries because yeah. I have you know, I had other things to do. Of there. course, you're a very busy man. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. You know, one thing that is super cool about the Deming Library, and you probably get into this in the interview, is how that library was built. Mm-hmm. We do talk about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. That was really a community effort. Yeah. So. Both monetarily mm-hmm. and hands on. Yeah. They you know, hammer and nail. Literally built that library. Yes, they did. So, you know, we heard, we talk about the the building and how mm-hmm. it was built and mm-hmm. how the community came together over that. Um, we also get a reading recommendation. Oh, this is one of my favorite parts of the show. So Katrina gave you a reading recommendation. Yes, yeah. she did. Yeah. Well, so the book the book she recommends was called Exercised: Why Something We Never Evolved to Do Is Healthy and Rewarding. Well, that's great. That'll be a really good interview to hear. I'll look forward to hearing Katrina's recommendation. Yeah, and then. This special, this amazing uh, interview that we captured, oh. it really was kind of a, a feather in our cap. Yeah. Um, because, as you know, we have a program we call Read and Share. Yep. This is our third annual. It's mm-hmm. our third year of having a countywide Book club. Book club, basically, yeah. yeah. You know, we, of course, are an active participant in Whatcom Reads, mm-hmm. and that program is alive and kicking and doing really well. We're excited about continuing with our partners there, which are all the academic and public libraries in Whatcom County, Bellingham and Whatcom County, and Village Books. But for our 75th anniversary, the library, Whatcom County Library System was like, hmm, what can we do to celebrate the 75th? And there were a lot of really great programs, mm-hmm. including Read and Share, which was, yeah, our um, inaugural event in 2019 with Leif Whitaker. And then we had so much fun, we decided to do it again. So last year it was Heather Anderson, the legendary through hiker and her book. And, um, and now this year we... Have a third one. So the book for this year's Read and Share is House Lessons, Renovating a Life. And the author is Erica Bauermeister, who's, who's um, this this book is a memoir. She's also known for yeah. her fiction. Yeah. Um, and the great thing is she lives in Port Townsend. Mm-hmm. She actually renovated a house in Port Townsend. And mm-hmm. that's, the, that's the focus of the book. But we were able to call her up and interview and for an interview like that it's 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 maybe um something that requires a little more finesse mm-hmm. at interviewing than i i have a style yes you do but for yeah. for an interview like that we thought we would choose um another staff member mm-hmm. to do the interview so we chose lisa gresham who is our collection services manager yep. and who also will be interviewing uh, erica during the read and share yeah. events that are happening yeah. in September and October. Uh, Lisa does a, just a beautiful job of interviewing authors. She's done that over the years for Wacom Reads and for other events. And so um, those of you who are listening, if you've had a chance to hear Lisa do an interview, you know that you're in for a lot of fun with her author interview with Erica and this little preview, which apparently we have here for the podcast today. That's right. So yeah. so we got Erica to call us up and... And I pushed the record button. That was my job. <laughs> That's an and important job. Lisa spent 10 minutes or so getting a little insight into the book and yeah. what to expect at the events that that uh, Erica will be presenting. Erica will be um, presenting three events. Mm-hmm. 
yeah. um, along with other events that we have that go along with them. Yeah, I'm so excited about this program. I am every year, but I'm a, a big fan of Erica Bauermeister's um, fiction and her nonfiction. And I've also taken some classes, um, well, a class with her at the Chuck Nutt Writers Conference, oh. and she does a beautiful job of presenting. And so all of these events are online, but I promise you it's going to be this wonderful, warm, um, intimate experience, um, even though we're going to be on Zoom for these as we have been with our programs. But yeah, she's going to be doing, um, Lisa will interview Erica on Tuesday, October 12th at 7 p.m. And then Erica will do a book talk about house lessons on Thursday, October 14th at 7. And then this is a really cool thing. Do you guys talk about the memoir? We do talk yeah. about it. Um, so on Saturday October 16th and Sunday, October 17th, uh, Erica does a two-part program, an, an active program mm -hmm. called Jumpstart Your Memoir. Yeah, great. Yeah, you know, her last fiction book, The Scent Keeper, mm -hmm. was a Reese's book club pick. So Reese Witherspoon, you know, so has, just, has just, her book club. So. I had seen that, and at first I thought Reese's uh, the peanut butter peanut cup. Butter cups, yeah. which, <laughs> I know which where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> I would certainly read anything recommended by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. It reads Witherspoon, too. Yeah, but then I'm really excited, too, because, yes, that's enough, as if that wasn't enough, right? So mm -hmm. you these are three wonderful programs with Erica Bauermeister. And then, Read yeah. and Share is just is, is a whole season, sort mm -hmm. of. This year, um, we'll have events that, that talk about home and family because the, the kind of the theme of Erica's book mm -hmm. is... The importance of shared spaces and the impact of spaces on our lives and how we connect with other people through those spaces as well. And, you know, when we chose House Lessons, it was in the middle of the pandemic. And so uh, home and um, um, our personal spaces and how we connect with other people or how we miss connections with other people through shared space was really top of mind. And this book just has this lovely way of capturing that importance. And she shares, you know, obviously it's a memoir, but so she shares a lot of her family's stories. And this is a book she wrote, um, you know, she was taking notes during the renovation, but the, it was over, what, a 15 or a 20 year mm. period when she was doing this. So anyway, it's great. But that book was just such a great jumping off point for these affiliated programs. Yeah. And there's, and these programs, there's something for everyone. Mm -hmm. I tell you. So I'm looking at the list here. Yeah. Um, and, it, and the programs start out in September. So they run through September 16th through November 3rd. And we have a list in front of us, but uh, <laughs> dear listener, you can go to wcls.org forward slash read and share, or I bet it's in the show notes and it, you, and you can see all of the programs. It'll so. definitely be in the show notes, a yeah. link, a link to the read and share, and yeah. you should check it out and mark on your calendar. These events, yeah. there are, there's, uh, should we just run through them quick? I mean, yeah, there's eight of them. And so, yeah, you go for it and you'll just rattle them off. Um, All right. I'm just going to yeah. run through these yep. real quick. On Thursday, September 16th, Whatcom County Coalition to End Homelessness. Mm -hmm. We'll have a discussion concerning homelessness in our county. Yeah. Uh, September 23rd, that's a Thursday. They'll have a presentation on historic barns in Whatcom County with photographer Jeff Barclay and state architectural historian Michael Hauser. Well, that'll be interesting. Yeah. yeah. He has an appropriate last name. <laughs> Hauser, oh. yeah. <laughs> huh. And then Thursday, <laughs> September 30th, um, Michelle Janning, who's a sociologist and author of The Stuff of Family Life, How Our Homes Reflect Our Lives, mm. describes how home spaces and objects 
tell the story of what's happening in contemporary fa- families. And that sounds really interesting yeah. to me. So that's what your home says about the world on September 30th. Huh. In October, on the 2nd, uh, Nooksack tribal elder George Adams will share the history of the Nooksack people and the land that has been their home since time immemorial. Yeah. That's, that's Saturday, October 2nd at 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, October 5th, Diamonds in the Rough, the Gentrification of Rural Washington. So Jennifer Sherman, who's a professor of sociology, discusses both the glaring and the hidden effects of rural gentrification. Mm, that'll be interesting. That's, yeah. that's Tuesday, October 5th. And Thursday, October 21st, a poetry reading with Elizabeth Vignali. She has a book out, House of the Silverfish, that explores family history through the lens of home as an idea and a physical place. Mm. And Elizabeth Vignali, of course... Uh, we have a video she made for us during uh, oh, poetry, poetry month, month yeah. in April. Yeah, you can go back and watch that. So yeah. that'll probably be linked in the, oh, in the If I know show you, notes. it will be. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. And then so, so Saturday, October 23rd, Whatcom's Historical Places. That's a multimedia tour of local State Department of Archaeology and Historic Preservation sites. Oh, that's a mouthful. Yeah. Good thing it's a multimedia presentation. Yeah. Yes. It'll, it'll be, be photos to help us along the way. Yeah, I think um, Wendy McLeod from the assistant manager at Linden Library is leading that one. Then November 3rd, um, traditional places of the Lummi Nation. Mm-hmm. So Matt Warbus, who's a Lummi Nation tribal member and artist, will prevent an informative slide presentation and perform traditional songs on flute. Oh, what a I, gift for I, us to have this program with uh, Lummi and the Nooksack yeah. um, people who are going to share some of their stories. That's great. Yeah. And then, of course, there's we have two book clubs that are that will mm-hmm. be focusing on on this book. On The Ferndale Book Club will we'll be talking about it on September 15th, and the Foothills Book Club will talk about it on September 21st. So all of that, plus three events with the author. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, Take a deep breath. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, plus those three author events. So again, wcls.org forward slash read and share or go to the show notes and um, you can see all of that. And of course, we'll be featuring this in the um, Explorations newsletter, which will be hitting post boxes here in early September. So it's it's an action-packed yeah. episode this, this week. Yeah, it sounds like a reader's delight. Yeah, Lots of good as things. they all are. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, good, Neil. Well, I can't wait to hear it. And, you know, i um, excited to finally hear the rest of the Deming duckling story and to, to hear a bit from Erica Bauermeister and Lisa Gresham. So thanks yeah. for gathering it all up for us. Be sure and listen and let us know what you what mm-hmm. you think of it. If you like what you're hearing, yeah. we'd appreciate knowing that. Yeah, we're having a good time. Are you? Tell us what else <laughs> you'd like to um, hear. What stories do you want to hear and who do you want to meet at the Whatcom County Library System? Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's start the show. That sounds great. We're going to wander. I think we're going to walk across the street. Okay. We'll see you guys in a bit. Okay. How long have you been librarian here in Deming? Um, I have been working at the Deming Library for 15 years. Wow. Now. I'm here with, with Katrina, who's the branch manager of the Deming Library. Hi, Neil. Hi. Thanks for stopping by. Well, it's exciting, and I'm glad I came by right now because I walked into a little flurry of activity. Can you tell me what was going on there? Yeah, we just got a call um, from our local post office here in Deming, and they received a shipment of ducklings. That, du- ducklings? Um, ducklings, yeah. Live, live ducklings. Live ducklings. And you know those little guys? They, um, 
they come without any food and water and they're they're pretty loud and apparently they don't have a home to go to they oh well that's a quandary what, it is. what so what did the post office folks think to do well to call their local library of course <laughs> of course right because um i i guess we could come up with a solution for them which we're gonna try to do we are gonna try and do so right now we're on the highway getting ready to cross the street to okay. go to the Deming post office go. okay all right <laughs> live so, radio folks that's right going through the little town of Deming right now yeah it's all just right. a short walk to the post office yes short but dangerous we made it across the highway as we looked both ways I'm very curious how many ducklings there are. And back oh, yeah. at the library, we're um, Hi. resourcing um, the people we know who raise ducklings. Because that's what librarians do. <laughs> they, they research and find things out and get answers. Okay, here we are. We're going into the Deming Post Office right now. All right, nice little post office. It is a very cute little place. Let's see. Coming around the corner here. Hello. <laughs> so, so much for that podcast. <laughs> well, I mean, it still makes a good story. It is. So we're out of the post office right now. We weren't, we weren't, um, they did not want us to record in the post office. And so we respected that. But the story turns out Right. So the ducklings did have a home. They were just in the wrong post office. And um, and we're not actually quite sure who called the library. No, because the ducklings got shipped off to Everson earlier today, right? Right. And we just got the call about 10, 15 minutes ago. So so it's a kind of a duckling deming. Deming duckling mystery. The Deming duckling mystery, yes. But we responded with much urgency. You all got together and were problem solving and coming up with solutions, just like a librarian does. <laughs> That's right. We're really ready for anything here in Deming. Okay, so right. once again, we're crossing the highway, and this highway is a real source of of ongoing concern for us because, um, you know, our people have to cross it to get to the library quite right. often. Right. Are we getting ready? Are we going to go? I think so. Okay, here we go. <laughs> All right. All right. Who did it? Now we're back on the library grounds. Excellent. Do you want, do you have a minute to like walk around the back of the library while we're yeah, that would be Talking great. because as long as we're outside. We might as well stay outside. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's good. You can kind of give us a tour of what's what's out here. For sure. Um, we actually do have some other farm animals out here. In the library? Well, oh. they're not in the library, but I do see our pig, the pygmy goats are out today. Oh, I see. So they live next door. Yeah, they do. Let's see. Oh, man. Two, three, four, five. Oh, there's some chickens. Ah, five, one, two, yeah, six, seven, like eight, maybe. Yeah. Little pygmy goats. They're probably 
two feet tall. And maybe two feet wide. You're maybe two feet wide. They are sturdy, sturdy animals. These goats have horns. They do have little nubbins of horns. Although these are mostly females. <laughs> yeah. Um, here I see a baby. Oh, they're so cute. So this is one of the um, sites that you might get to see if you visit the Deming Library. It's it's unique. That's for sure. It's unique and. They're particularly fun for our storytime kids when we can have storytime in the library. Um, a lot of times the kiddos like to come out and look at the goats. And we even had like a goat feeding storytime one, one time. Uh, they're really, they're really adorable. They're rubbing up against the fence and rubbing against the trees. There's some gray ones and some black ones. And there's one with a beard, <laughs> a couple with the beards. The gray ones seem to have bigger beards than the black ones. Yeah, they're pretty great. It's And it's fun. You can see them right outside the children's window oh, yeah, of the library. The, yeah. So um, we've got this little path here that goes to our garden in the back. Well, let's wander down the okay. garden path. Yeah. The goats are watching us. They've never seen anyone with microphones walking around either. <laughs> <laughs> They were hoping we were going to bring back some ducklings for them right. to play with. <laughs> no ducklings today. <laughs> yeah, so backyard of the Deming Library is pretty comfortable place to have a picnic. Yeah, um, it's very nice. So, so there's a big sign here that says, Welcome to the Library Learning Garden. Now, do you know who made that sign? Um, one of our... Um, teen volunteers painted that sign. He was really? um, specializing in calligraphy and it's he did a beautiful job. Very it, ornate and yeah. beautiful with, with kind of vines and flowers growing throughout the words. And you've got nothing really growing yet here. No, but I see our willow dome is sprouting. Oh yeah, the willow. Tell me about the willow dome. So we just put that in and um, I can see that we need to weave the top down. Now, but, wait, when you say you uh -huh. just put that in, I feel like I remember mm -hmm. it last year, like yeah, over year, a year last ago. Year. So it's, yeah, so it's, I guess it's going into its second growing season. Last year it had its first full growing season. Okay. And, um, but it takes a while for it to really fill in. But if you come in a, uh, probably about a month, it'll be a nice cozy little place to sit and read a book or... So it's so it's willows, willows growing out of the ground mm -hmm. and woven together mm -hmm. in a sort of a, a dome. dome shaped tent. Right. Right. And yeah, that'll be really nice. Yeah. And over the years, um, we'll continue to weave in the stray pieces that you can see that are sprouting upward and it'll just make it more and more. Oh, dense. I see. I was yeah. going to say you probably need to prune that, but you're just <laughs> going to weave them down. Yep. OK, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, that's a great idea. It Every is. And uh, we've had our Angelina, our story time leader, has um, brought the kids out here before. So it's definitely been a fun place to read books and have a picnic. So in a few years, I imagine that's going to be really a really dense uh, dome there. I think that's the hope. Yeah. And I see that the blueberries are sprouting. Yeah. We have a lot of um, okay. blossoms on our blueberry bushes. Last year, it was very sad because we didn't have, when they were um, fruiting, the only, the library was closed and the birds uh, got, they, well, they enjoyed all of the blueberries.
Well, uh, it's what's it's nice for the birds. Yes, it was wonderful for the birds, but they're um, oh look, they have ducks here. I see a couple yeah. of adult ducks, three of them there. Oh, they're beautiful. Yeah. Actually, this our neighbors would have been the perfect people to contact about ducklings. I bet you could have just slipped them into their yard, and they would have showed would up have, for dinner, and right. no one would have questioned them. Even notice, I'll have to follow that away <laughs> in my for reference later. Next time the duck, next time the yes. duck deliveries come, we'll be ready. Yes. <laughs> All right. What else do you have out here? Um, well, we have our cat statue. This is our memorial to Sunkist, the library cat. Oh, Sunkist. Um, Tell me about Sunkist. Sunkist um, was with us for 18 years. He was a stray cat that got dropped off here and we adopted him at the library. He never came in the library, um, but we would feed him on the back porch. So he lived in the backyard here. Yep. He was a beautiful orange tabby and... Um, and just was an amazing friend. And when people would come and sit and do their work, they could see him through the door. So this, um, that's a very, it's a beautiful statue. Mm -hmm. Orange and orange and, and white-ish. And it's the statue is probably not even a foot tall, but it's up on a pedestal. And next to it is, is some little, a little, uh, figurine of a of a girl holding a cat in her lap yeah. i never know i've seen i've seen the statue of of uh -huh. the cat before and what's the cat's name again sunkist sunkist yeah i think his shrine is growing a bit ah. and just above him actually neil i um, point out the bird boxes oh um so our local audubon chapter um installed bird boxes last fall and okay. so we have those in multiple locations in the backyard here. And I've been really hoping to see some birds poking their heads out, but I haven't yet seen that. So these are just nice plain wooden boxes affixed to the tree mm -hmm. with a slanted roof and a little hole in front for, for birds to poke their heads in and build a nest inside. Yep. How and many have, do you have? Here? We have that one, and then there's one there on the shed, and oh. then one there along the trail that we walked by. Okay. So we have oh. three of them, all in good locations for people to see outside of the library. Yeah. So do do people come and stroll through here a lot in the back in the backyard? I would say in the summertime we do get quite a few people who come out. They like to um, use the picnic table. Um, come out. Yeah. We do have actually outdoor activities that um, families can check out from the library, like hula hoops jump rope, oh. different things you could bring to use in the backyard. You could just come out and hula hoop around and watch the goats or have the yes. goats watch you because yes. I bet the goats would be very interested right? in hula hoopers. Uh, the Deming Library is one of the few um, libraries in Whatcom County that has was built by its friends group and it remains owned by its friends group at well so it's truly a community effort this building um all so and when you say built by the friends group they hired contracts <laughs> but much of the work was done by volunteer builders so so the yes. volunteers who who are are in the friends of the deming mm -hmm. library mm -hmm. actually built yes a lot of there this. was a lot of sweat equity put into this building from the community members here and is so it's definitely a beloved space um and you know for considering we were not on we're unincorporated area very spread out um for the friends because they they built the first building and then um 
just about 11 years ago, we, they raised money to build an addition. Uh, and that, that was a lot of funds to raise in this community. Yeah, it really kind of brought the community together, didn't it? It really did. And previously, the Deming Library had been in a little in the Deming grade school cafeteria. And then it had a little corner in the height Dem, uh, Mount Baker High School yeah. library. So it had been very kind of shuffled around. Yeah. And so to be here, to be 7,000 square feet, to have a meeting room, um, it means a lot to this community. And beautiful, you know, beautiful ceilings and mm -hmm. and wood beams that mm -hmm. kind of reflect the the character of Deming. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a logging town. This was a town built on logging. And mm -hmm. to see the, the wood all inside, just it just calls to mind that whole mm -hmm. kind of sense of, of history. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. yeah, no, it's a special place. I guess we better go in and tell these folks what was that going on no with ducklings. the ducks. That we're, it's going to be a sad thing. You're going to have to tell them. I don't think I can break the news to them. <laughs> that we have no fuzzy ducklings. We have no ducklings. So, I mean, I have ordered ducklings in the mail before, and, and they are <laughs> the most. Cute I I bet they are to get in the mail ever. Wow. Well, that might be true. I bet you could get a lot of different animals in the mail these days. Puppies. Really? Kangaroos. So? I don't know. Kangaroo. Okay. Hmm. hmm. Should we ring the doorbell? Let's ring the doorbell. Here's Joshua. Joshua. Hi, Joshua. He looks he looks curious. We He's wondering why we don't have any ducks. They they looked at us a little bit like we were crazy. Which yeah. we, you know, you can't blame them. We're walking in with microphones. Right. You're kind of looking at us the same way. <laughs> and um, the ducklings needed to go to the Everson post office and okay. they were on their way there. So, so they weren't they weren't unloved or unwanted. But we were ready. We were ready. I know. It's so, yes, we were very concerned about those ducklings and I was impressed by the mobilization of the staff to take care of that problem. Everyone just jumped into problem solving mode and it was um, it was a wonder to see. <laughs> Show me around here a little bit if okay. you can. What do you got in this well, huge 7,000 square foot library? Yeah, we have our beautiful children's room here to the left. It's quite spacious. It's very, yeah, and very see. bright. Yeah, the windows look out on our, our pygmy goats. Our goat friends and yeah. our duck friends. Yeah. Um, we've got lots of different little nooks. So Deming has lots of windows to look out on its on its backyard. For lots sure. of natural lighting. And tall ceilings. Very tall ceilings. We have um, some displays out. We've got a rainy day display here. It's not raining, but I'm sure it will be raining <laughs> soon. We have a lot of good things to do. And you've got rain. your hot picks out here, uh, I see. Mm -hmm, our hot picks are out. That's quite a selection of books that, why do we call them hot picks? Because uh, they're hot, Neil. <laughs> they're so hot. I mean, <laughs> this is the collection that you know you can find something, just about anything to read um, for anybody's taste. It's a real mix of, um, it's been wonderfully selected by our collection department. Just anything you want here. I see mm -hmm. My Old Man in the Mountain yep. from Leif Whitaker, who's, who was a speaker uh, two years ago, I guess. That's right. For us. Yeah, 
And I think we have thirst as well. Yeah, from, I see, yeah, I saw thirst over there. Yeah. From, um, Heather Anderson. Heather Anderson. Our, our speaker this past fall. She's got a new book coming out. I heard about that. That is out. Yeah, yeah, I heard good stuff about that book. Yeah. I'll have to get it. So speaking of mm. good books, what are you reading? <laughs> I'm ready for you, Neil. You're ready for me. Okay. I know, my book had a long title, so let's see if I can. All right. Okay, here it is. What are you reading these days? <laughs> I'm reading Exercise, Why Something We Never Evolved to Do is Healthy and Rewarding by Daniel Lieberman. Exercised, not exorcised. No, exercised. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's sort of an evolutionary look at exercise mm -hmm. um, at least the first part of the book is and then the second part well, i haven't gotten to the second part yet but i just read a fascinating chapter on sitting oh yes yeah sitting right? is, is very uh it's in the news it's been in the mm -hmm. news the last mm -hmm. few years it is and he explains it really well and so i haven't done much sitting today to be honest uh, after reading that chapter oh it scared you huh it did <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's a good one. I highly recommend it. It's funny, engaging, um, and and full of really interesting information. Yeah. Yeah. And practical. Yeah, very Is practical. Like I said, I'm not sitting today. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so so tell me the name again. It's called Exercised. Exercised. By Daniel Lieberman. Daniel Lieberman. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'll look that up because I'm I'm trying to, you know, stay healthy mm -hmm. as I as mm -hmm. my uh, I'm getting ready to hit a particular number in my mm -hmm. age. Oh dear. Well, and then all the working from home that people have been doing. Yes. Right. And um, that's a challenge. He doesn't, it's interesting because he doesn't say that we nest, that humans initially evolved to get lots of exercise. Actually, no. we evolved to be at rest as much as possible. That's why. Oh, sure. Like most animals. Right. Yeah. Like my cat. Exactly. Or your dog, right? <laughs> they work, they go out and they work really hard, but then they want to, they have to rest a lot. Yeah. You, yeah. you, you get as much nourishment mm -hmm. and, and nutrition so that mm -hmm. you can not expend as any energy. Exactly. So you can just prolong your life, I guess. Yeah. And then when you do have to do those outbursts of energy, you're ready to do it. The problem yeah. with um, humans today is we don't necessarily do those outbursts of no, energy. We're not chasing dinosaurs anymore. Right. Right, or hunting for, for our dinner. Yeah, <laughs> I guess we weren't ever chasing the dinosaurs, but no, not specifically. Certainly, but, yeah. certainly, big cats and I, stuff. I totally know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that sounds like a fascinating book, and this has been a fun uh, tour. I'm really glad to glad I stopped by this particular day. I'm glad you came too, Neil. It was a flurry <laughs> it was, of excitement. It was great. All right. Well, thank you, Katrina. Okay. You're welcome. Now, let's listen in on Lisa Gresham's conversation with Erica Bauermeister. Erica is phoning in from her house in Port Townsend, which is featured in her book, House Lessons, Renovating a Life. I'm um, Lisa Gresham. I'm going to be interviewing you about your book, House Lessons, as part of Whatcom County Library System's Read and Share program this fall. And I'm super excited that you took some time out of this beautiful day to meet with us ahead of time. Yeah, it's my pleasure. I'm, I'm happy to be here and I'm excited to see people virtually uh, in the fall. Yeah, for readers that don't know, Read and Share um, is one of the programs that Whatcom County Library System participates in, where we invite everybody in the county to read the same book and discuss it. 
And so I'm wondering if you would just summarize for readers who may not be familiar with House Lessons already, what the book is about. Sure. House Lessons is technically what we would might call a memoir in essays. And there's sort of three strands to the book. One is the personal story of our renovation of a, of a hoarder's house that we bought in Port Townsend back in 2001. And, and sort of both the renovation itself, but also the renovation of our family and our marriage that went along with that period of time. And then another strand is sort of the, the technical aspects of, of how we do renovations. And the third is a, a slightly more philosophical look at how the houses that we live in, how the designs of the houses that we live in affect who we are and who we can be. For me, all three of those aspects are interesting, but I think it's likely to be a really provocative read for people because you can enjoy one, one aspect of those three and find the book a really compelling read. It's relatively short, which I think is good for people going into the fall. People tend to get busier. And so I thought it was a pretty quick read, but also really thought provoking. Um, and I loved some of the parts. I have to, full disclosure, before I moved here from um, Michigan, I renovated an 1874 farmhouse. So a lot of the things that you talked about were really familiar to me. And I have lots and lots of questions that I look forward to asking you in October. <laughs> well, and I think one of the things that's fun about the book is that you can come at this book from the angle of someone who's a renovator or thinking about remodeling a house, but also if you're thinking about buying a house or gee, it's been a pandemic. You've been stuck inside your house for 18 months and it looks like we might be stuck in there for a little while longer. So, you know, how do we look at the houses that we currently own and consider some really low cost and fairly easy ways to change the houses we live in in order to help ourselves become better people and live fuller lives? Yeah, I think, and people have been ruminating on that during the pandemic. It's been something maybe we don't think about that much normally, but you know, how do the spaces that we live in um, shape our lives in various ways, either for you know, good or ways that we can improve, improve them? Well, and the interesting thing is, I, you know, this all started in 2001. It took me 15 years to write the book and who knew that it would come out right as the pandemic would start you know, in, in 2020 and suddenly become in some ways far more relevant than it ever would have been before. That's so true. Yeah, interesting. One of the things that um, I was curious about is that I read somewhere that you mentioned that you didn't plan to write this book, but that you were able to do so later from journals that you kept during the renovation or restoration or both, a little bit of both, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And it reminded me a little bit of how authors talk about fictional characters that they have in their minds and then the character just takes a shape of its own and they say, you know, I just had to write the story because the character was became so insistent in my imagination. And so I was wondering if the house, I, I, I was reflecting on how much the house really was such a um, beloved character to me after I finished reading the book. And um, I wondered if the house was that same sort of inspiration that it really wanted its story told um, yeah, or if not, what was great, the inspiration yeah, to actually put it down on paper? It, it, that is a great comment, and it is absolutely true. I mean, this house wanted us from the get-go. It wasn't for sale. Um, it, incredible, weird, magical things happened the whole way through the renovation. Um, but it also, yeah, she wanted her story told. And I actually tried to write this book four different ways. I tried to sell it four different ways. And it wasn't until I took that last step, when I had that 15-year break, um, from the events and, and got some maturity, got some perspective, got some interest in moving beyond just my story into how this would affect many other people, um, that the book really came into its own. 
And, you know, I think that's, it was after we moved here full time and were able to um, really live in the house that the book came alive. Um, and so I think that's, that's a really good point. Um, I, this house wanted the, wanted the book written. Well, and as a reader, I've been thinking, oh, I get to talk to Erica soon and kind of find out what happened to that character in a way that you always wish you could do with a fictional novel, but the, the character doesn't, the life doesn't continue. And in this way, of course, your house's life has continued and we get to learn about it. So um, that's probably a good place to, to leave people wanting more because when, when we come back in October, we'll get to find out more about what the life of your house is right now. Well, and the other thing we'll get to do in October is do some before and after pictures too. So for those people oh. who've been reading the book and wondering, God, what did it really look like? You know, uh, we're, we're going to do that. So. Oh, that I can't wait. Easy. I can't wait. Because yeah, certainly some of the hoarder descriptions really kind of defied imagination. And so if there are any pictures of that before, I think people will be really interested in that. There are. We try not to go too deep, but there definitely is the before and after so that um, so that you get an idea, um, you know, some some inspiration for what's possible. Oh, that's great. I can't wait. Well, in addition to the interview that we'll be doing on October 12th, um, I know that you're going to also do a book talk on October 14th. Mm -hmm. And then there's a, a memoir writing class planned called Jumpstart Your Memoir that's um, over the weekend of October 16th and 17th. And I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about who that workshop is intended for and what the attendees will likely be doing. Sure. Um, so it's a two, two hour class, two hours on Saturday morning, two hours on Sunday morning. Uh, it's designed actually for a range of people. It, it, you know, if you are someone who has been playing around with the idea of writing down your story or your family's story and you just don't know how to get started or you've been you know, putting together notes and bits and pieces for years and you're trying to figure out how to put them together um, or you've been working on it for five years and the thing just won't lift off the page or you've gotten frustrated. So it, it's, it's jumpstart, but a jumpstart can happen at many points along the process. And so when, when I teach it virtually, it's much less of a workshop and much more of a workout is what I would call it. Um, there are lots of quick writing exercises um, and exploratory exercises that students get to do on their own. Um, it's fairly fast paced. We cover a lot of territory. Um, it's, it's just kind of like a workout for your brain to get you motivated and going. Um, and four hours generally gets people pretty excited. I see lots of writing groups coming out of it, people who get together um, because they've seen other people online uh, and want to continue the process. And when I've done it, we did it in Port Townsend for the community read and it was fantastic. We had a great time. Oh, that sounds really fun. I wasn't thinking that that was the sort of thing that had my name on it because I'm not, I never really think of myself as wanting to be a writer, but that sounds really interesting. <laughs> yeah, and the number of not writers that took the class was really great. It's also really appropriate for fiction writers because we talk a lot about how do you develop character? How do you create a scene? How do you use your senses? And those are all skills that you need in both fiction and nonfiction writing. That's great. Well, Erica, I'm just really wanting the summer to end so that we can talk again in October. Thank you for your time today. And I hope you will get out and um, be able to enjoy the rest of this beautiful afternoon. Absolutely. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, that's our program for today. I want to thank our guests, Katrina Caraba from the Deming Library and our Read and Share author, Erica Bauermeister. And special thanks to Collection Services Manager, Lisa Gresham, for bringing her interviewing skills to the program. This will not be the last time you hear from Lisa, my friends. 
I want to thank my fearless leader, Mary Vermillion, for her staunch, steadfast, and stalwart support. She keeps the wheels of progress rolling down the highways and byways of Libraryland. Until next week, this is Neil McKay for the Whatcom County Library System. Take care.